every challenge as an opportunity if you apply for a couple of jobs and you are not um, selected or shortlisted that is not the end you, you just need to keep applying and and you will find an opportunity hi there and welcome to the fifth episode of the UN job finder career podcast by Intoma my name is Magnus Bucht and for those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time this is a show where we want to increase your chances for having a career with the UN, European Union, development banks, intergovernmental or non-governmental organizations, basically in the international development sector. We're talking to people who are having a remarkable career in this field, trying to get their stories about how they once entered into this field, choices that they made, challenges that they have faced and and not least to hear what kind of advice they can share with us. So today we're going to talk to a person who started his career many years ago in Pakistan and has since then spent a number of years in the field of environment and development. His name is Saeed Ali from IUCN. So without further ado, we'll get right into the interview. I'm happy to welcome our guest, Saeed Ali. Saeed, welcome to the UN Job Fund Career Podcast. Thank you. Saeed has a long and interesting career with IUCN, the International Union for Conservation of Nature. You've been with IUCN for a long time and worked in various countries in, in Asia, um, and then the last couple of years in the US and at the IUCN headquarters in Switzerland. And now you're the Global HR Director, Human Resources Director. And <clears throat> as far as I understood, you're sharing your time between HQ in Gland and Washington, D.C. That is correct. Yeah, I, I share my time. Uh, I probably spend around six months in each location every year. Oh, that's uh, rewarding and challenging, I, I guess. Indeed. So, Saeed, that was a very short description of, of your career. So please tell us a bit more about who you are. Okay, so um, I'm from Pakistan. I started my career there with IUCN um, in 1999, and I joined as an assistant in the organization. I had never ever heard or worked in the development sector before that. I was I had worked in the corporate sector for a short while, but I always was very fascinated by this sector and and also by mission-driven organizations like UNICEF and WWF. To be honest, I didn't know what IUCN did. It was not uh, a very publicized organization, but um, I did read a bit about it before I went for an interview, and um, I saw that IUCN had a holistic approach towards environmental conservation, and it was the leader in that movement. And and that's what got me um, into the sector and into IUCN. Oh, great. So, again, a um, sort of coincidence has played a big role in, in how you start a career. But um, I, uh, IUCN is, is one of the largest environmental organizations in the world. And you have thousands of, of staff and offices all around the world. Um, and like you said, IUCN is, is well known if, if you're working in this field. But for those who might not know so much about IUCN, could you tell us a bit more just about IUCN? 
Thank you. So I, ICN, uh, as we call it, the International Union for Conservation of Nature, it started in 1948. So it is the oldest um, environmental organization. It leads the movement on environment. It's uh, a very unique organization and different to others in the sense that it's not just the offices of IUCN, but we are a union which includes members and members of IUCN are states in uh, government agencies, international uh, INGOs uh, and uh, local NGOs. And uh, we also have around uh, 13,000 volunteers worldwide who are uh, working with us uh, as the commissions of IUCN, and they are the ones who provide the expertise and scientific knowledge. So it's it's much bigger than just an organization. Um, that That's what makes it very different. So we, as a union, we are able to work with all sectors, with governments, with local NGOs, communities. So that's what makes us unique. Yeah. Mm. And, how, and about how many offices do you have? So we have uh, offices in 45 countries right now all over the world, but I would say our staff is around 1,000 staff, but we have a big network of volunteers too. Right. Oh, excellent. So, so you, you've had a very interesting career so far, and, and we'll talk more about that. But um, um, what was what, when you said that you, you were interested in, in UNICEF and um, similar organizations before you actually knew about IUCN, um, what, what made it, um, what, why were you interested in joining sort of the development sector? Uh, more than development, I was more interested in the environmental move. And even at that time, I was 25 when I joined IUCN. I, uh, there was not much access to uh, the media in, in, in Pakistan. So we would read a lot of uh, magazines and newspapers and get our information from then. And uh, I, I also did participate in some uh, activities uh, related to conservation, whether it was uh, going and helping the turtles uh, lay eggs at the beach in Karachi or planting right. trees and stuff. So that was some kind of a motivation that I had that I wanted to be in a job which actually contributed something towards not today but the future. Mm. Right, great. So I'm sure you have um, many, many stories that we could talk about for hours. But um, to give an example of, of the kind of experience that you've been through, um, could you share a story of, of um, something that you're proud of, of that has been rewarding for you? Uh, I must say that working in human resources, you are not really on the technical side of the job, but you are the ones who, who help the organization run. There, there have been very challenging times in this job. I would say the reward comes from achieving something out of a challenging situation and making it an opportunity. We had a, an instance where it was uh, in Asia. It was a big project of um, working in four countries, and we had around 70 staff working on that. And that suddenly came to an end when the donor pulled out. So we were talking about livelihoods of 70 people. Mm. And, and did an effort that was made from uh, our side was to ensure that all those 70 people had an opportunity after IUCN, whether it was within the organization as consultants or in other organizations. And we, we had a very active uh, exit, exit strategy on, on, on looking for jobs for those people, writing to other organizations, contacting them, uh, getting um, different packages in place, uh, getting them to leave early if they found opportunities, giving them time to interview. So that was, for me, that was very rewarding in terms of 
the human part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of what IUCN does, I've been lucky to travel to many of our field sites where we actually run projects and it's not just headquarters where policies are made. So it that part has been very rewarding to go and actually see the difference the organization makes and which mm. is something in corporate jobs you don't really get the opportunity. Right. Yeah. Now that's a, a great example, I think, with the, um, making sure that you take the responsibility as an employer. And, and I'm sure that was a stressful period for you to make sure that all your staff will well taken care of. But that stress was rewarded at the end, which made it good. Yeah. 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 Um, so you said that you had been working for um, some time in the corporate sector before you joined UNCN, EIUCN. Was there anything that surprised you when you joined IUCN or sort of working in, in a more of a um, value-driven organization and a mission-driven um, um, what, what, was there anything there that you didn't expect when starting? I, I didn't expect how big this sector was, how influential it was. I mean, it didn't only think about its own business or, or its own profits, but it was thinking about something much bigger than itself. So that that's what uh, I was very surprised about, how mission-driven uh, the employees were and, and the whole objective of the organization was. What actually, on the funny side, what surprised me was when I was interviewed and the HR person told me, look, we are a nonprofit and, you know, this is how we work and stuff. So she gave me the feeling that they're not going to pay me a salary. And (laughs) when they actually offered me the job, I said, okay, this sector doesn't pay too bad. So that was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. If, if you, I mean, now you have been working in the, in the IUCN for many years and you've had a great understanding of, of, um, what people need to be able to pursue a, a career in, in, in this sector. Yeah. What, what are the most sort of important lessons that you would like to share with our listeners? I think what uh, is very important is that attitude, it counts much more than your expertise or your experience. So the attitude that you come in to an organization like IUCN on the work that you're going to do, on the interactions you will have, makes a big difference. And accepting and adapting to change because you do come into a very different environment. Uh, at the end of the day, if, if your attitude is that this is just a job, there will be temporary setbacks, it may upset you, but to have, have the ability to bounce back and move on I think in any job that would be very critical. But in mission-driven organizations, you are dealing with people who may be uh, very egoistic sometimes or maybe very scientific and, mm-hmm. and lacking a bit on the human interaction side. So I would say adaptability and attitude is very important. Mm, great advice. Attitude. Mm. On your side, do you have a personal habit or trait that has been critical for your success? Or maybe that is the... Same. For me, I think being positive, I'm a very positive person and, and my peers would tell you that. I mean, I I always see uh, an opportunity and the best in everything. Um, I'm very open and transparent. That, And I've tried to bring that into our HR practices also to be open and transparent. Again, uh, I've adapted wherever I've moved. It's always every move has been a challenge. Uh, mm. But if the attitude is good, it works. And also, again, dealing with people, you need different strategies of dealing with different people and, and, and you need to make sure that at the end of the day, you are working for the betterment of the organization. Hmm. 
If we, something that I forgot to ask about IUSN is um, you, this setup of, of your staff. I, I presume that you are extremely multicultural. Yes, IUCN is very diverse. Um, we have around 90 nationalities represented in our staff. Mm. So that makes it very diverse. Yeah. yeah. And what would you say that that makes to an organization? I think that's very important, and especially at, at a regional office level and then headquarters level. You need to have that diversity. If it's an international organization, it has the staffing has to represent that. And that brings in opinions from different sectors, uh, from different cultures. And, and that's something which builds and moves an organization forward, and it doesn't become stale or one-dimensional. Hmm. Great. So looking again at, at ISN and EM, why would you say that people should come and work for you? Okay, IUCN is a professional organization, but it has a, a very casual environment. So that gives space for people to be creative, uh, space for a lot of joint activities, um, team efforts. We have a culture of trust, so we are flexible with our staff. We are not clocking them uh, when they come into office or leave office, but uh, the trust that everybody delivers at the end of the day, something that has not been abused. So we haven't uh, had to uh, resort to strict measures. It's a very flat management structure. Everybody has access to senior management and financially a very secure organization. I mean, we're 67 years old and and we've still, with all the economic crisis and stuff coming in this uh, part of the world, we have managed to uh, be afloat. I would mm. say we're very stable in terms of our staffing. Um, we're around 1,000 staff for many years now, and mm. we think very closely about rapid expansion and its consequences. So it's a very secure place and a very welcoming place to come and work. Yeah. Mm. Great. So flexibility, would, but still a lot of expectation, I presume. Yes. Yeah. So working for ISN or, or maybe also for any international organization, what, what, what do you believe are the most important skills that people need so we have jobs and i mean we have the normal corporate jobs and then we have some very technical jobs so you do bring in some technical skills for those jobs but at the end of the day we value people who are very hands-on we value people who are mission driven uh, mission driven and also who can rise above the bureaucracy and concentrate on the work and deliver so it all comes down again to the attitude and and the combination of that and and your skills mm. great so you I mean i'm sure that many of our listeners would like to hear some advice on actually how to get a job with iusn do do you have any good tips to share there so we are always going to advertise our jobs and it's going to be on the IUCN website and other platforms like Relief Web, DevNet Jobs, LinkedIn. So we try to circulate it as uh, widely as possible. People applying for the job need to be very careful how they draft their cover letter. You need to highlight your strengths uh, in relevance to the job. Um, and your CV should not be more than four pages because it needs to be easy to read. And we have around two minutes to screen each candidate. And if you have not made an impression within those two minutes, you're going to move on to the next candidate. So it's very important that you make an impression in this, in your CV or in your cover letter. And once you get past that, definitely interviewing skills. People need to prepare for interviews because you can be really good on paper, but you can really mess it up in an interview by being nervous or by trying to 
oversell yourself or undersell yourself. So you just need to be normal, relaxed. And we try to make the candidates very relaxed in interviews because we know that the best out of a candidate can be achieved if the person is relaxed. So for us, we make sure that you need to do a bit of your homework before coming for interviews when you get to that point. But work hard in terms of your application to get to uh, be shortlisted. Yeah, great advice, Ajit. And the, um, for those who haven't seen that, we have some great advice, I would say, also on, on the unjobfind.org blog, where we also give advice on how to prepare for that interview and how to write your, your cover letter and your CV. So um, are there any specific areas that you are recruiting? I mean, key, key areas or regions or um, specifically now within the coming period? We have a lot of recruitment going on in the region, especially in Asia, in Oceania, which is our office in Fiji, um, in South America, and in, in Africa. So a lot of field offices, that's constant recruitment going on because of uh, new projects coming in. Um, our turnover is not very high, uh, which means a lot of the more permanent jobs stay stable, but there's there's more turnover on the project side. With, there's life to um, your employment link to projects. But I would say uh, we also, in terms of kind of jobs, we we are recruiting a lot of experts. We recruit a lot of field staff, which could be program officers or project managers. Um, we have uh, focused a lot on climate change work now, so experts on climate change and policy experts with all these big conventions uh, set up uh, in the world. We have a lot of our staff going to these policy events and, and uh, influencing those events. So those are the kind of uh, roles we're looking at. And this is all in addition to the corporate roles that we have, which is on HR, finance, uh, admin, legal, and also some technical roles on forest experts or water experts, species experts. So these are the kind mm. of jobs that we're continuously looking for. Mm. Perfect. And, and if we look at sort of the level, I mean, do you have lots of interns as well? Yes, we we have a lot of uh, interns, and interns also can be of two categories. We can have the volunteer interns, and we we have then the paid interns. So, and depending on the location and and the laws in those countries, we have different arrangements. So, in in and you know, it's getting more and more difficult in places like Switzerland to get interns from outside. Mm. Um, and and we are working with the authorities to make sure our internship program is very diverse mm. and. Uh, and also, but in other locations like Bangkok or in DC, we have more flexibility uh, in getting interns from anywhere in the world, and, and that's what we focus on: the diversity, even in our internship programs. Right. And uh, it, that that has led to a lot of interns getting jobs in IUCN. So it's a very good window to uh, get into IUCN. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and I'm sure also that if you get an internship with IUCN, that can also be really a good valuable experience if you also if you're applying for other jobs afterwards that's true yeah great sajid be very good advice um, before we uh, end um do you have any final tips that you would like to share with our listeners advice and when i yeah when i when i hear the word listeners i i would i would be addressing more people who are looking to work for iucn or looking employment in this sector for for them i would say that they need to see every challenge as an opportunity. If you apply for a couple of jobs and you are not um, uh, selected or shortlisted, 
that is not the end. You need to keep you need to keep applying. The job market is tough these days, but if you're confident about your own uh, capabilities, you just need to keep applying, and and you will find an opportunity. And more and more people prefer now working in this sector there is there's a sense of responsibility in people now that they want to give back to Mm. uh the environment or to the world and i would say that makes it a bit tougher but more and more jobs are being created because of that opportunity Mm. very good great advice again so um Thank you so much for being part of the UN Job Fund Career Podcast. It really was a, an honor to have you on, um, and I wish you all the best. Okay, it was it was a real pleasure, and thank you a lot, Angus, for this initiative. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Saeed Ali from IUCN. Again, Saeed, thank you so much for joining the show. I also want to thank all of you who's been sending us feedback. Please continue to do that. You can also send us tips on questions that you would like us to ask our guests. You can reach us via Twitter at UNJobFinder, via facebook.com forward slash UNJobFinder, or via the contact form that you can find at UNJobFinder.org forward slash contact. We also want to remind you that if you find this podcast valuable, as we hope you do, then please subscribe on iTunes and leave an honest review. At uandjobfinder.org forward slash podcast, you can always find show notes of the episodes and full transcript. So bye for now and see you in the next episode.